Hello, hello. Welcome back to Changing Exchange for a Better You. I'm your host, Justin, and I would like to talk about some of the things that I have been recently hearing, right? And it just seems as though the mindset of the world is getting more and more like a bizarro land. You know what I mean? And this isn't to condemn anybody, right? But this is just something that I see and just wanted to talk about. So let's get right into it, man. Welcome back to Change and Exchange for a Better You. I am your host, Justin. And I do believe that we are living in a time where we're seeing the mental decay of a lot of people. Now, here's the thing. Because I do understand how propaganda works and how um, sometimes governments will use certain things to keep their peoples in line with certain information that they put out versus certain information that they keep to themselves. You know, your perspective could be off. So I get that. Um, But I will say... because I am a Christian and I do see the things happening as it was written in the Bible over 2000 years ago, as far as for the last days, um, people are becoming more and more restless and more and more calloused. And the things that used to be sacred isn't really considered sacred nowadays. You have everybody talking about things that, well, I'm not, I'm not going to say everybody. You have a lot of people. Yeah, let me change that statement. Thank you, Lord. You have a lot of people that <clears throat> are talking about things that really in the grand scheme of things, Because we don't live the lifestyle of those people, we have no clue. And equally is true as far as like, you know, there's a lot of, from what I see anyways, and I know it's based off of the algorithms that um, you see what you see on social media. But giving an example like... um, The guy named Adam 22 and his wife, Lena, the plug, right? Both of them are, you know, adult film stars, right? And they've done a lot of scenes, you know, uh, with other people. uh, Well, other women. And so now, you know, like I think seven years in, they said it was. Um, because I'm, you know, like really, I want to make this a teachable moment, you know, a a way I want to make this a moment where you actually change in exchange for something better. Right. And I'll call this part of this segment, um, distractions, right now they've been doing their thing together for seven years. 
And recently it's came out and actually happened where the wife actually had a scene with another man other than her husband. And they brought up like old, you know, footage where Adam said that he wouldn't like ever consider that. And it's a one sided thing. And, you know, and you had a lot of people weighing in. Right. And a lot of the stuff that I've been consuming as far as for that is it's actually cringeworthy. Right. To actually talk to the guy that she filmed with. But again, to me, it's cringeworthy because I don't live that lifestyle and my morals are not the same as theirs. You know, they have their own relationship. They have their own expectations that they adhere to and they live in a place that works best for them mentally and physically. For me, the thing that I would say and what I want to use as a teachable moment It's like, yeah, this is kind of intriguing and interesting to look at. But what could you be doing with your time other than this? Because this information doesn't change anything in your life. This information will not get you from point A to point B as far as moving your business. If you have a business or if it's, you know, how to be a better employee at your job so that you can get promoted. You know what I mean? But. At the same time, you know, one thing that I did take away from this is if he's in the mindset that I think that he's in, then he's a marketing genius. Right. And again, I don't really want to delve into that story too much because I think it's inconsequential to the overall picture. Right. It's more or less like, you know, you you get the things that are necessary to carry you to the next level and continue moving on. Right. I think that's the best wisdom as far as that, because you have to be careful of, you know, getting um, too um, involved with that story, because next thing you know, you'll start getting offended at things that have nothing to do with you or your life. You know what I mean? Or the people that are in your life. And um As a teachable moment, I found myself starting to feel like that. I'm like, dang, you know, that's kind of like messed up, you know, because, you know, the guy who uh, did the scene, you know, was saying some things. But he I mean, I I admit, man, he he didn't shy away from his opinion in front of um, Adam 22 and his wife. Um, He pretty much kept it consistent. He was considerate, I believe, in a way, but at the same time, it's kind of like one thing that men will do. I'll just say this. We will test the waters to see, you know what I mean? Because by nature, you know, we are confrontational. Not in a bad way, you know, but it can become a bad way when it's distorted. But, you know, we we tend to test the waters and that's the reason why you got guys that climb mountains, you know, that hike in the woods where they know bears is in that area and, um, you know, swimming in seas in, in an area where they know sharks and whales and all this other stuff is in the water. That's just our nature. I don't know how many times I fell from a tree, 
you know what I mean, as a kid or try to do a flip off the swing and, you know, got hurt doing that or, you know, even just hanging with my legs from, you know, the jungle gym or something like that. If you don't know what a jungle gym is, I'm just telling my age, man. But, uh, yeah. Um, anywho, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, like what, what is it that we can learn to get from point A to point B as far as being a better version of ourselves? That's the thing that we need to ask. Are we doing the things that are necessary to, you know, to, uh, push us into a higher plane of existence? You know what I mean? And it's nothing wrong with, you know, being entertained for a while, but it's like you want to be measured with that because you only got 24 hours and it's like, what are you doing with that 24 hours to push yourself towards your goal? So that's the thing that I would like to say as far as for that. And to also give uh, my my honest thoughts on, um, you know, some of the criticism that, you know, I've been seeing, you know, that that has been coming against uh, Adam 22, man. Like, again, man, my honest opinions is, man, like this guy has already made his mind up to do whatever it was that he, you know, that he felt like was cool to do. You know what I mean? And it wasn't illegal. I'm pretty sure there was paperwork involved and all that type of stuff. And, you know, what we're angry about, as far as those people, I say we, but um, what you're angry about, man, made those people millions, right? And it really doesn't change your life in any kind of way. And I just want you to reflect on that when the next time you might have a person in your life that's trying to tell you, hey, you know, you maybe you should do it this way. And they have no evidence that what they're telling you will work. I'm not talking about people that are, you know, giving you constructive criticism that will be good for you. I'm talking about the people that haven't done what you're doing, but yet they seem to know everything about what you're doing. Those are the people, man, you know, you know like their words are just simply distractions, man. And use it as that. You know what I mean? See it as that, man, and, and keep pushing forward. That's what you want to do. Because at the end of the day, man, like, whatever they may feel about you will not have power unless you give it power. And I'm going to tell you this much as well, because it's equally true. You may have gave your power away, but you can take it back. They might not respect you the same way, but it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like you're in total control of yourself and that's the only thing that you can control. You can't control how another person sees you to a large extent. So keep that in mind when you have people that are saying something about what you're doing or about you and, you know, they never walked a mile in your shoes or did what you're trying to do. Excuse me. I would go to people that are that are that are on the path that you are on, but they're further ahead. They'll be the ones that'll be able to help you with helpful advice because they've been through what you've been through. You know, like me. You know, I talk to people um, because I got my business going, and it's like, 
you know, they give me helpful advice. Hey, man, I had to learn all this stuff on my own, so I don't mind talking to you. Like my homeboy, you know, that I went to school with. Um, his company's doing very well. He's sustainable. You know, he lives in a nice part of town, and his kids go to a good school. I'm very, very proud of him. And here's something else to exchange for a better version of yourself, man. Try and understand if you are that type of person where you are angry or you feel jealous or envious of a person who has succeeded. Why it is that you feel that way. And um, here's the wisdom that I've gotten, you know, like from like just seeing it over and over and over again and just just hearing different people talk about. Uh, people being envious of them or talk people that were envious actually talking about the people that were envious about. They're spending too much time as far as the people that are envious um, that you can't get back focusing on people um, and where they're living at instead of focusing on how they can get from point A to point B. You know what I mean? And it's like you can you can be envious or you can get what you want. When I was younger, I used to know people that, you know, um, that sold drugs. And, you know, I was out there with them. And, uh, you know, we would talk. And we would have these little intimate conversations, man, you know, men amongst men. And... Uh, I wouldn't even know because I'm so focused on myself at the time, right? I wouldn't even know that, you know, this person, person A had, you know, a problem with person B. I was just super focused on what I had going on. And I never was out there long because, like, I always had this bad feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, the money was good and everything else like that, but I had a conscience, man. I'm a Christian on top of that, so I'm backslidden. You know what I mean? And it's like, why am I doing this? You know, and I can see past some of the idealistic thinking that the people have. And I'm explain it to you, right? You want to know why it's easy for people to kill each other, to kill like you know, drug addicts and stuff like that is because you have trained your mind to not see a person for a person. Like we didn't address people as, you know, this person or that person when they were using drugs. We, we addressed them as junkies. We replaced their name, their ideology, their physical makeup, everything, their presence, they're equated to junkies or money. Every time they come near you, you see a dollar sign. You don't even see a person. Same thing with your enemies. You don't see a person. You see an enemy. It's just like a video game. Yes, they got a body. Yes, they have a spirit and a soul. But you don't think about that because you have stripped them of any value in your mind. And that's the reason why it's so easy for them to get taken out. 
You know what I mean? And it's sad. And you do have to reprogram yourself. And a lot of times, man, like, well, all the time it takes God, even though sometimes he's not acknowledged. Let's just say it that way. You know what I mean? All the time. You don't just make that type of drastic change on your own because you feel bad. Because I'm going to tell you, man, the longer you're out there, the more submersed that you begin to be in that type of world and thinking. You know what I mean? It does strip you of things that like you, you actually have to um, cope. It, I don't even know if that's the right word. You, what you do is you basically, as far as your mind, you train yourself to accept things that you know is unacceptable to do to human beings. And it's the same thing with any other aspect or anything that, that happened in history, right? Hence the origination of slurs. You use those slurs to take away the humanity of the person that you are, um, you know, um, doing wrong. And that's basically it. Those slurs are used in in place of their name because then it makes it easier for you to do some devious things that, you know, in your heart of hearts, you know, you feel wrong about. And then after a while, because you seared your mind by by consistently, continuously doing those heinous acts. You have people that can kill a person or they could like, you know, steal from a person or lie on a person and, and, and eat and sleep good at night. It's just it is what it is. You know what I mean? Um, and to get back into your normal thinking, man, I'm going to tell you, man, like. A lot of those people, they do feel shame after they've come out of that life. Some people don't. You know what I mean? They use that callousness to push themselves and promote, you know, a, a healthier lifestyle, which is kind of crazy, right? But it's the mercy of God that allows them to... Um, change the directions, right? Um, But it's one of those things, man, where you, you know, um, I tell you, it's an interesting way of thinking. um, And you're really detached, man. You really are. That's the reason why a lot of them um, use their own product that they're selling or drink a lot, alcoholics having a lot of sex with women. They need things that will keep their endorphins up. They don't understand it themselves. Sometimes they do, but on, on a large part, back in my day, we didn't. We didn't understand that, that, you know, that's the reason why we were self-medicating. 
right? And it's like so much better on the opposite side. You know, like that whole saying that we used to say back in the day, you know, with people that that have lived a lifestyle and you survived it. You know, you tell yourself and you tell others, you know what I mean, that you you um, you don't got to look over your shoulders anymore. In other words. You know what I mean? You're at peace. You feel peaceful. But it just goes back to the spirituality of the situation that you're in. You're you're spiritually killing not only yourself, but other people. I've seen ex-addicts that I used to sell drugs to, man, and I'm really happy for them. And I apologize. You know, I had this experience one time, right, where I was walking. I was on my way to selling drugs. I had a pocket full of money. And um, I remember I had an experience where Jesus stopped me. He said, uh, thou should not kill. And I was like, I didn't kill nobody, Lord. Now, this is the thing that tripped me out, right? Because looking back on it, any other person would have been like, man, I'm going crazy. I'm hearing stuff. You know, it ain't nobody here. I'm outside. But it's it's true, man. Like, when you have an experience with God, you know that it's God. When it's happening, you know that it's God. That's the truth. And he was like, thou shalt not kill. I was like, I didn't kill anybody, Lord. And I'm talking out loud. So I'm pretty sure that whoever was near me or whatever that I didn't see, because like I, it was like on the way to, we used to call it the strip, short for the money strip, right? But we used to call it the strip back in the days. And, you know, nowadays they call it the trap. Um, but we used to call it the strip back in the days when I used to be out there. And I'm not glorifying this. But here's the thing. There was like, in my neighborhood, it was like where like two houses used to stand. They done tore them down and, you know, it's just trees right there now, right? So as I'm walking through that little path, because we use that as a pathway to cut through to get to our def destination because it was just shorter, right? Um, so as I was walking through that, that wooded area, man, and it's at night, and the Lord asked me that, I said, I didn't kill anybody, Lord. He said, every time you sell my people a piece of that poison, you help killing them. And I was like, I, I had no response for that. I had no response for that. You know, I thought I was slick. A lot of people in my family didn't know that I was selling drugs. You know, because I was the good kid. I didn't do anything, supposedly. I was having sex, selling drugs, all that stuff, man. You know, drinking, underage. 
I never smoked. But that's part of my testimony, you know, what God delivered me from that mindset. And um, at that time, he told me, he said, son, take all that money out of your pocket. And I took it out. He said, this is but a crumb of what I would give you if you if you follow me. If you serve me. And my feeble mindset thought that he was just talking about money, but he wasn't. Mind you, again, I was already a Christian. I had been a Christian at the time for like a couple years. Well, more than a couple, I think like three. And so... I was like, man, you know, um, I still went up there after having that experience with the Lord. I'm going to just tell you how calloused I was, you know, and what I actually exchanged in exchange for a better me. You know, that mindset was toxic. And even though I had grown accustomed to that mindset, I still could see things that bothered me. I still would see things that I didn't speak about at the time because I thought like, man, these guys will probably think that I was crazy. And um, I would see things that was kind of like on the amazing side as well, like the humanity of. Like certain, we used to call them junkies. But basically, man, they, you know, addicts. You know, they didn't have much, but the way that they would share with each other. You know what I mean? Even though they were getting high, they were very thoughtful about the people that were around them that were going through the same thing. And they would work to to get paid just to give me their money to get high but they will share it and I'm like dang yo that's kind of messed up that you know I'm thinking the way I'm thinking like it was easy to see me wanting to do harm to them whereas in a situation like that why not show compassion? You're seeing how the person is acting and they're actually showing a genuine true self. But I was so hooked to the money. I just, I literally saw money. I wonder is that how it is with women who are gold diggers? Like I, I literally it got to a point where, you know, that's what I look for. I'm not even really paying attention to nobody else. Because it's time to get that money. You know what I mean? And it was one of those type of things where it's like, wow, like this is very interesting. But now on the opposite side, right? I see how sad that life is. Because I've experienced it for myself. I know some of the pain and the struggles that the people that are living that lifestyle go through but don't want to talk about. Like the feeling of inadequacy, the feeling of being trapped, 
imagine living on or living in your neighborhood, but your neighborhood is your cell. It's your jail cell. You go home. You can watch TV, you can, you know, cook, do everything you want to do, but it feels like a prison. And then imagine this, though. You have been so submerged in this way of thinking for so long, you're lost. You don't even remember the healthy thoughts that you used to have beforehand. I tell you, it's an amazing thing and it's a trip, man. And it really, as I said before, man, it takes God to to bring you out of that type of thinking, man. Because afterwards, man, like, you know, after you've been in that, that type of lifestyle and you've gotten money for that long and like, it don't matter. Like, you know, that's the reason why, like, every time you make a certain amount, you get a dopamine hit. You know what I mean? You have trained your brain to see these people as money or as targets if you're talking about your enemy. You don't look at them like they got a soul. You don't care about what their mom or family be going through if you took their life. And it gives you a superiority complex where you cast yourself in a position or or you're trying to play the role of God. You know what I mean? When you take somebody's life. And it's always over the dumbest things. Women. You know, somebody that robs you for your drugs. Or, you know, you're already doing wrong anyways. It's like, man, you ain't even... You justify your wrongdoing because... Of the world that you and others have created. In your world where thieves are honorable. Like check that statement. Thieves are honorable. That's an oxymoron. That just doesn't exist. How are they honorable? And yet because. We have rationalized it in our minds. And we have minimized the damage that we're doing with other people in their lives and our lives as well. You know what I mean? We come up with a code that basically is there to help us cope and to help govern us in the things that we consider to be right when it's wrong. Robbing a person is wrong. Killing a person is wrong. Selling poison to a person is wrong. I don't care if they are willing. It's wrong. You know what I mean? And in that process of thinking, you're not thinking like a human being with compassion, man. It's like your heart is gone. You know, hence... The readiness to do whatever it is you have to do or you feel you have to do, rather. And that's all it is. It's a feeling, man. It ain't based in fact. Somebody robbed you, you don't have to get them back. But I get it. See, the rationale is, man, you know, he robbed me. I don't like that. And then on another level, it's because there's many levels to it, right? On, an, on another level, it's like, well, if he robbed me now, he can do me. He can get me again. So I need to stop that. 
You know what I mean? Well, really, the truth of the matter is, if you had not been out there like that, nine times out of ten, he would have never robbed you. Because the type of robbers that I'm talking about at that time were only going for the people that they know were out there making money. You know what I mean? And it's crazy, man. The whole thinking is crazy. You know, so yeah, man, like, you know, those are my thoughts, man. Um, I'm going to get off this podcast, man, and, uh, you know, I hope you guys have a good one, man. And, you know, let's really honestly do the work to change, man, and elevate, man. And, um, you know, I just want to send that invitation out, man. Uh, I'm not trying to force anybody. But I tell you, man, serving the Lord Jesus has been an honor and a great joy. And I'm very, very thankful he has been so compassionate towards me. Because at the end of the day, right, what I missed at the time when God was talking to me, he said, when you sell my people, he still regarded as those addicts. He still regarded those addicts as his people. And I remember like reading in the Bible where he says, like, if a brother sins against you, right? Then you go to him meekly. If he will not hear you, then you gather two or more so that by those two plus yourself, you know, your words will be established. If he still won't hear you, you take him before the church. And if he still doesn't change, then you might excommunicate him from the church so that Satan will get his body, but the Lord get his soul. So, God still cares about those people. And it is an addiction, man. It's not like, you know what we tend to forget? The humanity. And we tend to forget that as an addiction, man, they really are fighting against the addiction and they lose. It's not that they want to be out there like that. It's not that they want to prostitute their bodies. You know, some of us are so calloused in our thinking, man. And we've trained ourselves to be that way. Situations have trained ourselves to be that way. Maybe you grew up with, with parents that wasn't there and that you know, made your heart grow cold and calloused. Or maybe your parents didn't treat you right, but they treated your siblings right. And that made you, you know, go cold and callous. You know, whatever the case may be, man, at the end of the day, these are people the same as you. And they need help. <sighs> they need professional help and they need, you know, prayers, man. They do. You know what I mean? I think the most superior thing that you can do is set aside that callousness. And actually try to see the humanity in the situation and in the person. I think that if you really were to do that, then, you know what I mean, you would have a very different outlook and you will begin to see things that, you know, currently you might not be able to see. This is not a condemnation towards anybody, but it's something to think about, you know what I mean? Um, and so with that being said, man, um, you guys have a good night and, uh, peace.